Welcome to another episode of No One Knows Anything. We are kind of wrapping up Small Business Month this week, and before anyone like says anything, I know there's another Thursday in March, but this is my grand finale, the fourth one of this little series, the whole reason that I even had this themed month in the first place. So we're wrapping it up this week. There will be another episode next week. Don't worry. Um, my guest this week, I am incredibly excited about. It is Adriana Carrig who is the founder and CEO of Little Words Project. And for anyone listening who knows me, you know that I am obsessed with these bracelets and this brand. I have at least three of them on my wrist at all times, and I have a collection that is growing at an alarming pace, if I'm being totally honest. I have worn them from the start eight and a half years ago when, and Adriana kind of gets into this into this episode, They were being made in her parents' basement. Um, So since then, she has expanded the brand to a store on Bleecker Street in New York City. They've been worn and shared by celebrities like the Kardashians and Lizzo. Um, They've partnered with brands like Nike. Now she has 30-plus employees and a beautiful new headquarters, and she has really built this thing from the ground up. So while this brand and Adriana are really amazing, she kind of lets us in on a little behind the scenes of the last eight and a half years growing this business. And she gets transparent about the fact that there are hard moments every day. Um, and it's not all, like I say, like quote unquote rainbows and butterflies when, especially when you're building a business. So we kind of talked about the behind the scenes and not worrying about what other people think of you. We talk about leaning on people when you need help. And honestly, of course, like I fangirl a little, (laughs) if I'm being honest. So She's someone that I really admire, and I hope you love learning about Adriana and Little Words Project as much as I do. So we're just going to kind of get into it. So here is Adriana, the founder and CEO of Little Words Project. Welcome, Adriana, to No One Knows Anything. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. I literally love the name of this podcast. Oh, thanks. I, it's something that I say a lot. Um, whether it's work or personal. And I'm just like, I'm looking for something that like should be a simple answer and no one can give it to me. I'm like, no one knows anything. Like absolutely no one can give me what I need. I know nothing. No one knows anything. I feel like it was like very catch-all. So we went with it. 100%. It's so factual and like totally I can identify with that throughout my entire journey as a business owner. Like I don't know anything. And I also (laughs) don't know how to answer anyone else's questions because I don't know, but you can Google and exactly. It's the beauty of the world we live in right now. <laughs> Google's the thing that knows something, Everything but no one knows anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so okay. you are the founder and CEO of Little Words Project, which is a brand that I love. Like the past literally eight years, I I mean, I have my stacks on every day. Anyone who knows me knows how much I am obsessed with this brand and you and the whole thing. So can you just kind of give a little intro to Little Words Project, what it is, why it started, give us some background into into the world of Little Words? Yeah, sure. So um, thank you for saying all that. I started the brand in my parents' basement in 2013, which is how all great startups start, right? In a basement somewhere. Um, I was, you know, really, you know, I, I grew up my whole life dealing with negativity from other girls. I was bullied for as long as I can remember. And I wanted to create something that would bring some positivity back to girl world. So 
I, you know, I was making them for myself for a while to get me through difficult times. Then I made them for my college sorority to get us through difficult times. And, you know, it really created a sisterhood bond unlike any other between us. And when I graduated and I saw that the girls were still kind of doing it, they were still wearing and making these bracelets and passing them on to one another. I was like, wait a minute, there's something to this, right? So um, I graduated, I decided that I wasn't going to go to law school. And instead I was going to make these bracelets in, in the basement. And luckily my parents were super supportive and just awesome and helped. My dad was my original shipping department. My mom was the original beading department. Um, and we've just grown from there. We've doubled year over year since starting uh, way back when and are now finally in you know our 10,000 square foot office space that we just moved into. I've got amazing. 30 full-time employees now. Um, and yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey. And then just quickly about the brand itself, um, for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure you've heard since I know. Yeah. Denise oh, I, I pushed, I pushed little words. Like if you know, we are pushing the product. <laughs> You're pushing the, we're a product pusher. I love it. Um, but no, that's, I mean, it, it, that's the point of it. Actually, it's a community. We built a community. We built a sisterhood for women of all types, all ages, all shapes, all sizes, all colors, everything. We're all about inspiring that kindness and self-love amongst women and, and men too. You know, we are literally trying to be as inclusive as possible because there's no, there's no um, limit on kindness, right? So the idea is you pick a word that means something to you. You wear that word for as long as you need it. And then one day you pass that word on to someone who needs it more. And the best part is that each one has a little gold tag on it. And on that tag is a unique code. And you use that code to register the bracelet on our website so that when you do pass it on, you can actually track and see where it goes. You can see where it's been once you've received it from someone else. It's just this really great way to see how so much power and so much meaning can be held in one little piece of product, one little yeah. bracelet, um, and how much power there is in our words. So we're all about uh, just spreading that positivity and that power and that kindness. Yeah. And it's so it's so cool to hear you talk about it because I think it's such, it's such a basic concept, really just like being nice to people and like, you know, like being positive and showing everyone kindness. It's so simple. I work in elementary school. Like you preach it all, all day, every day, like yeah. just be kind, like just be fucking nice to people. Yeah, like it's, it, <laughs> it's not that hard. It's really not that hard, but for some people it is. And it's like, you've expanded like so much. And like, I personally, like, I think they're the best gifts for people. Like if you're going through something, a hard time to celebrate something, a birthday, like any, anything that you've experienced or anything that you're going to experience, like it seems so simple, just like one word, but I, I look at them as like, I choose a word of the year every year. And then I get a bracelet, mm -hmm. I customize it. And I wear that all year. I mean, I, I, I have these bracelets on all day and like, they What's are word for this year. my word of this year is renew. Love so that. it wasn't, uh, you guys had that on the website. I didn't have to like make it, but I do love that word. Cause it just means like that. to start after a stop. Um, yeah. and I don't get into it much, but like I had one of my friends had said, like, I had a lot of life happen and I just like things temporarily stopped, but like now we're keeping going. And it's just like, it's a good reminder, just like literally yeah. on your wrist of like, what you're doing day to day. And sometimes that's all you need. Like sometimes that's all you need to get through and that's yeah. what it takes. And for you to take something so simple, like, so just like basic really, and turn it yeah. into this like huge brand oh. is so cool. 
it really is huge yet, but that is the goal (laughs) in my life. It's huge. huge. Yeah. Huge. That's all that matters. Right. As long as we're something major to someone, that's, that's really all we've ever tried to be. Um, but I appreciate you saying that. And yeah, it's been a labor of love. It's been eight and a half years now, which is freaking insane to think of. Um, but it's been, it's been incredible. And, you know, all I can do is, is be grateful for the community that we've built, because like you said, you know, there are so many women like you who feel so passionately about this product and it is, it's so simple, but what does that tell us that there was a need for it? And there was a a real hole in the market for something that was just all about the importance of self-love because you have to first be kind to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And kindness to others, because, right. you know, like you said, it's, it's like such a simple concept, but yet for whatever reason, so many people struggle with just like leading with kindness, right. Yeah. And your first, their first reaction is to put someone down or make fun of someone, or that's like a bonding opportunity amongst women sometimes to like talk shit on yeah. the new girl. And it just shouldn't be that way. So you know, we're just always trying to inspire that out of people, but also at the same time, inspire them to, you know, get through whatever they're going through with a smile and, and as positive of a way as possible. Yeah. And you're doing a good job. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you said that, you know, you weren't going to law school, like what that was the original plan, like starting the, you know, starting this business was what I'm assuming not the original game plan. No. Yeah. I never expected to be an entrepreneur. I never necessarily wanted to be, I I didn't even really realize what that was. I think I was always going the straight path of, you know, my family used to tell me I could be a lawyer because I was so argumentative, which is, I think what they tell all women who have opinions, (laughs) you should be a lawyer. It's like, okay, but that's besides the point. They didn't mean any harm by it. It was just like the thing to be, um, my family also, I come from a family of lawyers and doctors, like just very kind of like down the path. Um, and I would have absolutely gone if I didn't have this other piece of me kind of telling me that this was something right under my nose. It was such a simple concept. I had seen proof of concept already with it being so loved and used in my sorority that, um, yeah, I was just like one day thinking, why not just give it a shot? I actually had watched a shark tank episode and it was the episode with scrub daddy, the, okay. The, yeah. That's fun. That is literally a happy face. Yep. Right? I've got one in my kitchen. <laughs> there you go. I saw that episode and I saw them get this amazing deal. And I literally that day was like, you know what? Like, what am I waiting for? There are such simple and not to, there's nothing wrong with a simple idea because no. that's what this is. There are such simple ideas out there that, you know, if you just have uh, and I also perfect storm. I read a book called the hundred dollars startup at the same time. And he said in that book, all you need to start a business is someone to take your money. I'm sorry. Someone to, someone to take your product a way to take their money and a product to sell. So it's literally like those three things. I'm like, well, I definitely have all those things or I can at least figure those out. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a perfect storm. And finally, after months of thinking about it, I just was like, let's just try, let's just make yeah. a prototype and sell it. And the rest is history as they yeah. say. <laughs> Go with your gut. Honestly, yeah, that's I was, what it is. I was- I was taking, I had just taken the LSAT. So in that way I had taken it twice. I was going to go to law school. I had paid for all the classes to to take the test. And then I was like, you know what? It's my heart's not in it. So let's go this route. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. And I mean, 
obviously your gut, your gut didn't fail you. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, I think it's really easy. The whole basis of this podcast is to talk about like how great everything is and how successful everyone is and all the cool things that everyone's doing. I talk a lot about social media and how everyone posts the highlight reel. Can you kind of talk about like what the hardest part has been? Like, like you said, you just have this, you have this amazing office and 30 employees and you're building this brand and you're you're expanding year after year, but what has been the hardest part or uh, like the hardest things that you've experienced in the last eight and a half years to get to this point? Yeah. Um, every single day is a very hard day. Like I, I can't even stress that enough. I, there are no days in this business that I have felt like have been easy. There are maybe a couple of times where it's like, Oh, this is, this is cool. And this was fun. And this is a great experience. And this is amazing, right? That we right. built this business. And I do feel that way, but I still feel every single day, like I don't have enough hours. I can ever feel like I'm doing the best because I'm spread so thin across so many different departments. And, you know, we're doing everything without a roadmap. We're doing everything kind of on our own in an industry that, yes, there have been other brands out there that have done jewelry and whatever, but none that are like in our lane really. Right. So we feel very much so like we're trying to kind of convince the public of this product. And this whole time I've been trying to convince the public of this product. Finally we did. Right. And people are finally getting it. And now everyone has their knockoffs and they're all right, which is fine. Cause I was like, I told you, hello. I told you years ago, I I had (laughs) to beg you to take this product, you know, home with you at street fairs. Um, now it's a much easier process and we're getting attention from really incredible, um, you know, people in the, in the world that are just like Kim Kardashian, liking the, liking the bracelet. Like that's a huge huge thing when eight years ago, I would have thought like she wouldn't even look twice at us. Right. Right. So anyway, all that to say the whole thing has felt like climbing up a hill. Right. And I think that you're right. People have the tendency to show only the good stuff and only, the highlight reel and it looks sexy to the outside world to have this great office space and, you know, be your own boss and all that, but it does not come without its severe, uh, pitfalls and just problems. And, you know, the overwhelming feeling that it's all on you. And I think we don't put enough emphasis on how draining that is on a person's mental state. And like, you have to genuinely, you have to be a certain type of crazy <laughs> to yeah. be willing to do this at the yeah. end of the day. And I have to imagine, like, especially now having employees that you are responsible for paying and like, they're yeah. depending on your product and the decisions you make in order yeah. to live. Basically, I can't imagine like the, pre- like just the pressure day to day that I, even thinking about it, I get like anxiety, I feel it. Yeah. yeah. No. And you actually hit the nail on the head too. So my first answer was like as broad as it could be. Right. It's like everything and it's really hard and right. I'm not putting that lightly, but the, the, when you zoom in a little bit more, a lot of our problems are people problems in that, you know, when you run a team of people, you have to be mindful of like the many factors that go into that. We are as individuals, difficult, a difficult species. Right. So we're having to navigate this one's personality with that one's and this one's strengths with that one's and how do we navigate, you know, this conversation in a positive way and always sticking to true to our brand message too of kindness first and supporting each other first. And it's been very hard to be an employer of people who, you know, at the beginning, it's just like, we needed hands, right? We needed people to help. 
And then as you grow and you start dealing with in like the quote, big, bigger, bigger, bigger ponds, right. You need like bigger fish and you need bigger players and people who have experience and they can't just have been in the experience of like Adriana Carrig. It has to right. be, you know, they come from a, a real previous role that can help take us to the next level. And it's been very hard navigating that period of growth because I am such a believer and an investor in people. So when I bring my team along with me, I want them to grow with us and I want them to grow as quickly right. as we're growing, but that's not always the case. So right. it's been hard. It's been hard, you know, having this team of girls that I love so much and knowing that some of them might not be in the best seat on the bus. And I have to figure out where I can put them, where, you know, they could thrive. And if that even exists on this team, you know, that's a very right. hard, um, very, very hard piece of the puzzle for yeah. sure. Like is, being the boss. Being the Basically. boss and having to like actually, and then also in, a, in the same vein, having to like inspire people to want to be here, right? And yeah. creative ways to get them to want to be at work. And that's like, you know, outside of a cute office, you know, and <laughs> snacks and free coffee, like it's hard. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, this is a really hard. <laughs> yeah, I believe I it. Decided. Yeah. And then throw I in being a mom now. That's my next thing I was going to ask you, like how kind of, how do you do it all? Because I mean, you have baby Ford who is just like the cutest ever. Yes. I'm going to, I'm sure I sound like a stalker. Adrian, disclaimer to you listening at home, Adriana, Adriana and I talked before we started recording and I was like, I promise I'm not a stalker. I just know a lot about your life, no. <laughs> but Adriana yes. is so real. And she just like has this really cool brand, but then she also showcases and shares her life with everyone, which I think makes me and I'm sure a ton of other people just love the brand even more is that transparency. So like, how do you do it all? I mean, you just opened a store on Bleecker street. It's just like, it's insane to me that you have enough hours in the day. No, 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 I don't. And that's the problem. <laughs> and that is why it is so hard <laughs> because I don't have enough hours in the day. I'm, I'm crazy in general when it comes to like how I chose to raise Ford. Right. So I, you know, Bill and I struggled for a long time with infertility and finally we're able to go through, we went through IVF to get Ford. And now it's like, he's almost a year. Can you believe he's a year next crazy. month? And this first year, I mean, I carry my baby for his naps. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, barely, I've never slept, sleep trained him. I, he still is breastfeeding. And these are all like when you have a regimented schedule and you need to be working your butt off, it's very, very hard to not go that route of sleep training. And, and also, you know, when you value your sleep, <laughs> I, right. I understand why moms go that direction. I just, you know, I, I believe every baby is different and Ford just literally never let me put him down. And I can't, I, I truly also think he's like a 40 year old trapped in a baby's body. And he like, he tells me like, I, he, I can hear him and he tells me, mom, <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Pick me up. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it is your world. So yeah. the point being, I, now she gets into sleep training. Um, so but funny. the point being, I have chosen this very difficult path of how to, you know, raise him. And in addition to that, I've chosen this very difficult path of how to work and, and yeah. creating my own business. Um, so I've kind of just tossed out any pretenses that anything is supposed to be easy. Like I, any expectation, that, there's no expectation that this is going to be easy. I, I expect it to be impossible. I expect to get very li little sleep. Um, I expect 
to uh, struggle along the way. I expect to have difficult conversations with my husband who is now my COO, right? Like Which is so cool. I expect it all. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> in theory. Um, no, I expect it all and it makes it feel easier that way, right? I just kind of allow life to happen and, and I'm okay with the fact that we're go, go, go. And I don't let myself get upset that I don't have time for me. And I know that at some point it's going to pay off because yeah, everything I've ever done, everything I've ever believed in, never tried after a period of time ends up paying off. Right. right. So I just keep trusting that and mm-hmm believing in myself and it makes it a lot easier, but yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing easy about raising a baby and a business and working with your husband and (laughs) opening stores and all of that all at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's really, but I think it's really admirable that you're like, you know, I have this business life and which is your personal life. And then you also have your personal life, which is obviously your personal life. And you weren't willing to compromise either. So you were just like, this is how I want all of these aspects of my life to be, and they're going to work out the way they're supposed to be. And I think it's really admirable because I think, like you said, the easy way out is to, oh, these are the easy ways to sleep train. I mean, I don't, I know minimal about babies, but like, I gotta be honest. Yeah. The sleep train thing, it's not even not the easy way out. Cause that's hard. And I put kudos to moms who can do that. I personally yeah. just, I couldn't, I couldn't, he would, right. it, it, it seemed like an impossible feat, yeah. uh, but the point being, it's like, you have to like, let them cry and it's very hard to do. So for the moms that can figure that out. Kudos. And hopefully, you know, my next kid is a little less crying (laughs) oriented. Um, but no, and, and I also want to touch on what you had initially asked, which was how, and yes, I've chosen these harder paths, but it's because I do feel that I've built this life that I'm finally like tapping into. Right. So what I mean by that is I'm hiring people to help me. I mean, I have a whole team now, like Nicole is my assistant. She gets me from day to day. She literally remembers my makeup bag. If I need that, you know, she remembers my water when I need to drink something. Like Mm -hmm. I have someone literally around me at all times that is meant to do the stuff that, you know, a person with less to think about can do without even thinking. Right. Right. Me, I forget to drink water. Right. (laughs) So that's how, you know, because I'm so all over the place. So I have Nicole, I've got a woman now who was one of actually one of our beaters who has transitioned to helping me at home. And she does cool. all of the housekeeping and keeps up my life. Like literally I would not make my bed 10 days in a row. If I didn't have, if I didn't have her to like, you know, help there, my mom, my mom, is basically single-handedly raising my son because on the days now that I'm back in the office, she's with him from 10 to six and she, he sleeps on her. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and my husband is an incredible partner. Right. So, and this whole team, I mean, like there's literally no end to the amount of people that I have to help me. So, you know, I feel like that's definitely a benefit to having built this business and having, and being able to work for myself, if you will, Mm -hmm. really, we all work for Ford. It's fine. (laughs) Um, being able to do that has been what has led me to the ability to hire people to help. And at the end of the day, I don't know, you know, I, I recognize fully, there are so many people out there who don't necessarily have that, the resources to go out and do that. But I think them, I'd say lean on your community, lean on the people that love you. Yeah. And you know, my mom, my mom doesn't let me pay her. You know what I mean? She's just doing it right. kind of her heart. And I think that's where you will find people that can kind of help you do it all. And I, I do believe that it is possible. You just, you have to 
you have to eliminate any goals of it mm-hmm. feeling easy or yeah. fun. <laughs> you gotta just like, I mean, it's so cliche, but like it takes a village, like business, a village. babies, whatever. <laughs> I've never believed something more significantly than that. It takes a yeah. village and you have to be willing to ask for the help because so right. many people feel too much pride. And you know, it's, there's no reason to feel like you've got to personally do it all. Are you kidding me? No, the, the world would crumble if I didn't yeah. have the amount of people that I have to, to help me get things done. Yeah. I hope that doesn't sound like bad. No, it doesn't. And I also look at it <laughs> like, if you reframe it in the, in the sense where it's like, you have all these people. So it's like, when you get to these big moments, it's like, you're not just like, you're not at the top of the mountain by yourself. Like you have all these people with you. And like, exactly. in my eyes, that's better. Like, it's just like, exactly. And, and, and let me, and let me also say like, before I had the baby, like the baby is what made it necessary, right? right? Because he comes first. And so I wanted to be able to hire people to help me answering my emails so that I could be with him. I stayed home right. for 11 months. Like this is now my first few weeks back, right? Stayed home with him for 11 months. Cause I could, and I spent so much of my early years building this business working my ass off by myself. Right. Plus, you know, my husband would help me on the weekends, but he had a full-time job. My mom would help me, but she had a full-time job. My employees that I found along the way, this was their full-time job, but I was, I was raising them to learn the ropes with me. Right. Exactly. Nobody who came over top and was like, I know how to do this better. So I'm going to help you. It was us figuring it out. So, you know, I struggled. I, I literally was just me in the weeds for so many years that finally, when when we finally became, became something of, of, you know, worthy of, you know, of note, of note if you will. Um, I started looking at the business and was like, I'm done. This is going to work for me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. no longer work for little words, little words works for me. And what I need is to be able to hire people to help. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think when you get to a certain point in your career and in your life and, you know, as women or as anybody, you know, you should, you, you can't feel guilty about putting your money towards things that is going to make your life a little bit easier or just manageable at the very yeah. minimum. Right. We because can't it'll pay feel, off. Exactly. We can't feel that guilt. So it's not about having all this money that you can just like spend it on all these things. Cause that's not the case. Don't, right. don't anyone get it twisted. <laughs> It all goes back to the business, but it's about being willing to invest what you do make into something that is only going to be expansive for you. So getting time back is only going to help you make more money, right? Only going to help you put more out there so that you can continue to hire more people, right? And that's how it it builds. I, I view everything as a business and having a team to help you is like the hardest, but most important part. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Time is money. literally you get your time back, you get more money. (laughs) Yeah. Hands down. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, have you had any like whoops moments or like, what was the biggest learning curve or like that you like in the past couple of years that you could like, kind of think of like, you're like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have done it this way. Or like, Oh, this funny thing happened. Like has anything Yeah. I mean, we have, I feel like I have whoops moments every day. I know these answers are like, so fun, but like, I think it goes to show too. It's it's really, it's every single day when you think people are having the best day of of their life, Mm -hmm. they're probably doing something that they Mm -hmm. felt like they shouldn't have done or messed up somewhere or, you know, what have you. It's, it's always, uh, it's always a whoops moment here at little words project. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, not any one moment stands out to me in particular, but, you know, we've, I've definitely found myself 
wishing that I've done, I would have done things a little differently along the way. Um, you know, especially like talking about those first few years of how much energy I put into the business and not into myself and didn't, you know, sleep really. And I think, you know, I think that could have had a toll on my fertility journey. Right. I think it could have affected whether or not, you know, you know, conceiving quote naturally was possible, um, because of how much of a, you know, toll I put on my body, essentially the stress of it all, the stress of it all through those first few years. Um, so I wish I would have put a, you know, given myself a little bit more time there. Um, and so yeah, whoops, I, I, I I went a little crazy those first five years. Um, but you know, I, I also am a big believer that even though, you know, you might regret how something happened, you know, you can, you can feel regret, but you should always feel also gratitude that, it did take place because you learned something, you learned a lesson, you can apply it going forward. You can teach other people that lesson and hopefully they'll listen, but most people need to experience things on their own, right. Before they can make a change, um, and learn for themselves. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's really just been a, a true, it's like a labor of love, right? Like I've loved every second, but it's also been hard, hard work that I feel have, you know, that, that along the way, I've definitely felt like I've made countless mistakes <laughs> that I wish I could take back. <laughs> yeah. But you learn from them and like hindsight's 2020. 20, that's what I tell. Like, that's one of the, like oh, yeah. the mantras. Like I always go back to like hindsight's 2020. 20. Yep. You live and you learn and like, just keep moving forward kind keep of thing. Forward. It's all you can do literally. Yeah. yeah. So I like to kind of wrap up all of my episodes with, um, a segment I call tell me your tops kind of like my version of like get to know your guests kind of thing. So all small businesses I've been kind of starting out with, like, if you could give your top three pieces of advice for someone starting a small business, or maybe someone's in the thick of it and they are feeling kind of lost, like what would be your top three or good pieces of advice that you would give them like going forward? I'd say that my top pieces of advice, my number one piece of advice is to stop caring about what people think. Right. And now, you know, let me not say stop caring, stop worrying, because at the end of the day, we spend way too much time worrying about how we're going to be perceived. And I myself have been going through it and in our conversation today. I'm like, Oh God, I'm going to sound like I'm a money grubbing. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't be worried about that because there's so many other things that we, we can worry about that can take us a lot further in life than what other people's perceptions of right. us are. You know, who you are, you know, what your heart says and you know, you know, you know who you are at the end of the day. So just keep being you and keep focusing on yourself because what will absolutely happen, no matter what you do, no matter if it's good, bad, or otherwise, if you are doing something of note, or if you're just being yourself and being yourself happens to be, a, you know, being a little different, or if you're going off the beaten path, you will absolutely be talked about. Someone is going to have something to say. Mm-hmm. Again, could be good, could be bad, could be something else, but either way, you are going to be a topic of conversation. And if you allow yourself to worry about that, and it, you know, if you allow that to stop you from what it is that you're building or from being who you are, you're going to lose at the end of the day, right? So my biggest piece of advice is always just that: stop worrying, stop letting what others have to say about you stop you from being you. My second piece of advice is to believe in yourself first, because if you do not believe in yourself, then nobody else will. And why would they, right? If you cannot, if you yourself wouldn't 
follow yourself over a cliff, right? And, and then then no one else will either. You have to believe that what you're doing or what you're building or what you're saying or how you're acting is the best for you and you know the best thing, the best the best foot forward you could be putting, right? So believe in yourself, believe in what's possible for you because only then will the universe or God or whatever power that be that you believe in will reward you with exactly that, right? So I think my whole life I've just been taught that, you know, if I believe in myself first, it will happen. You know, yeah. if you build it, it will come kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then my third piece of advice is take time for you. Take time for yourself. Take time to even, I mean, like seriously take, I'm not one of those, like you must meditate. You probably should. <laughs> I probably should. But like if taking time for you means like staying up a little later to like finish the episode of gossip girl that you're watching because like you really want to then do that yeah. and that's literally me every night right now I'm watching all the <laughs> gossip girl episodes um then do that even though you're dead tired if that's like what you want to do right then and there then you got to do what you want to do sometimes right. and if that gets you through the day who cares exactly like if you're excited about like going home and like reading that book or doing your skincare routine, like having that non-negotiable, like every single night, no matter what time of night it is, I am going to be washing my face, doing my routine and keeping myself feeling good about my face. Like, I don't even know if any of this shit works, (laughs) but I know that I need to be doing it because it makes me feel good. Yeah. So, you know, prioritizing you along your journey is also very important. And, um, you know, I think ultimately if you're going to love yourself in, in, I guess all my lessons are love yourself, mm-hmm. right? Don't care what people think because you love yourself. Believe in yourself because you love yourself and take care of yourself because you love yourself. Loving love yourself that. is not a crime. It's not, doesn't make you vain. It doesn't make you selfish. It makes you awesome because at the end of the day, you're going to be your biggest fan and you have to be okay with you and nobody else has to be. So, you know, love yourself first. Yeah. I love that. And I love that your piece of advice were about like, like the per- the people behind the brands. Like it's not about like the brand or the money or the recognition. It's like, if you, you have to be it yourself and then yeah. everything else will kind of work out. Like if you are not being true to yourself and like doing what you want to do, like everything else is going to reflect that. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there is a brand that I can point to that has been successful in any way where the founder or the people working there didn't believe in what they were doing. Right. And Mm -hmm. people who believe in what they're doing tend to believe in themselves. Right. Right. And they're, they tend to be willing to like go against the grain and they tend to be willing to, you know, do whatever they have to do to keep going. So if that's taking time for themselves and they'll do that. Right. So it's like, brands are people at the end of the day, you know, and now not to say that brands can't get bigger than people. And I do feel like little words project is bigger than me at Mm -hmm. this point. It's a community, it's a sisterhood, it's a family. Um, and that gives me chills even as I say it, because I know it's so true. Um, and I feel like the onus now is on me to live up to little words project standards, right? Like I feel like, yes, this started because a little girl was bullied, but over the past few years, it's become something that means so much more than that. I mean, the amount of people that say that their bracelet has gotten them through like some of the more, the most difficult things in life that frankly pale in comparison to in my perception, what I went through, right. Right. It, 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 it's, it's humbling. It's mind blowing. It's incredible. It's awe inspiring. And all I can do is 
try to do my very best to continue building this brand with each of you guys in mind, right? The people who make it what it is, because it's not just the women who work here. It's Mm -hmm. every single person who wears their bracelet. It's every single product pusher, as you call it yourself, (laughs) right? At the end of the day, like you are the people that are championing this concept and this brand and spreading kindness person to person. Yeah. Yeah. It's the coolest brand. It really is. Just like hearing you talk about it, it makes it, it just, it's so cool. It really is. And if people, I just, that's all I've But I, you know, I also think I, you said top three and like, welcome to me. And I can never stop at, at just three um, or listen to the rules. But um, the other piece of advice is um, being true to yourself. Like, I think the reason you love this brand so much is because like, you're, I don't feel like you're learning anything new about me that I haven't already shown you on social media. Yeah, right? that's true. It's so true. Because like, you're, you're going to see me a mess on social. <laughs> my hair hasn't been washed in three days. I have spit up on my shirt and I'm talking about the building of the business. And I'm talking about, I mean, when I have the chance to, cause half the time, I don't even have a time to pick up my phone. Right. <laughs> cause I'm so all over the place. Maybe it's not time so much as just like the, the wherewithal. Um, <laughs> But the point is, is like, show that, right? So if you're building a business, I think authenticity is not necessarily showing like how much you believe in what you're doing so much as like showing how difficult it is. Show the behind the scenes. Show Show, the real. Show the real. Show the muck. Because, you know, ultimately that's what's going to get you somewhere. Now, now that Little Words is a little bit bigger, our, our social is like much more manicured and there's like, it's much more intentional. Like you sit in social calendar meetings for months out. But I am always the one that like, I'll tell my social team, I'm like, guys, I want to see Mariah on the story, looking a mess, (laughs) being herself. Like I want to see us living this, this dream, but showing how difficult it is along the way too. Cause Mm -hmm. I think that really is what built this community in the very beginning. I know you've been here for a while in the very beginning, or at least in the early years, you would see the behind the scenes of every day, right? It, It was like, we were packing boxes right. on Instagram stories. So like quote unquote, like glitz and glamour was not a thing. Like, no, it, just- it was, it was not. I was just like, Oh, okay. This is, I mean, Instagram started when little words started and it right. was just a cool, I thought it was an editing app at first, but like we, it was for us, it was just a tool to be like, all right, great. Welcome. Join us on this trip. Of, yeah. Like, here we are. Yourself. Yeah. So, you know, I think now that it exists and so many brands can take advantage of it, like don't take advantage of it by showing the manicured piece. Right. Take advantage of it by showing the ins and outs, because that's going to be what keeps people hooked and wanting to watch and wanting to root for you, right? The transparency. Yeah. We want to root for real. We don't necessarily want the people around us that we think are just showing us what's great about their lives. You know, I don't know. I think we'd rather see the underdog win sometimes, which maybe isn't that great of a thing, but no, it's true. It's just like you want, people want to, to root for people who they relate to. Yeah. And a win like, for you relatable. is a win for the team. It's yeah. Just... Be relatable. I, listen, I follow plenty of girls who I'm like, I could never afford the yeah. items on your body, but guess what? Power to you for like owning mm-hmm. that and like right. doing you and showing also the difficulty while, you know, how hard life is in those Chanel shoes. Exactly. I, you know, it's like, you're showing your truth and yeah. I, can't, I can't fight anyone who's showing their truth at the end 100%. of the percent. Just, just show your truth. Yeah. 100%. I know you also, you talk about like being transparent. I know that you like to go to like estate sales and thrift and things like that, which selfishly, this is like a top three for me because I kind of want to get into it, but I don't know where to start. So a little yes. get to know Adriana, like if 
someone was looking, someone being me, if yeah. someone was looking <laughs> at getting started in like that whole kind of world, like what would you tell them? Cause I'm, oh, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So yes, a piece of my life that I love is curating vintage finds and putting them now. I mean, now that we have our office, it's like pretty much mostly vintage furniture, um, from like the postmodern and like art deco eras. Um, so like you know, seventies to the nineties or early two thousands. Um, and to do that, you know, one of the things that we like to do, my husband and I, is we go to estate sales. So that's really easy. You go to estate sales, like estate sales, estate or dot org. Um, and you can locate the estate sales near you by just putting in your zip code. And they say like where they are, they're not scary. Like, I don't know when I first thought, heard of estate sales, I thought they were this like scary, like auction. Yeah. That's auction. what I think of. When I think yeah. Of like where you have to have like one of those paddles and you put them up and like, that's what it is. It's not what it is at all. It's actually more like a house-wide garage sale. So basically you go, you sometimes have to get a number. Sometimes like they'll just give you the address on a certain day. They'll launch the address, but there's a whole culture of people who will show up with their boxes and they're waiting and you're like rushing in. I, we just went to one recently where like, I found this, like, it was a treasure trove of incredible, like vintage, uh, clothing items actually. And we got so many great pieces. I got lamps for the office, whatever. But when we were getting there ready to go, people were like shoving to get to the front. And I'm like, bro, like this is yeah, a little, a little intense for my taste, but there are plenty of them that are just yeah. simple. And just, you shop these, these homes that either the, you know, people who have lived there have passed on or they're just moving out and they need to get rid of their downsides. They need to get rid of all their crap. Right. And so, I don't know, I'm a big believer in one man's trash is another, it's another's treasure. Um, and I, we have basically furnished almost our whole house, whether it be estate sales or like Facebook marketplace is option number two. Um, okay. so very simple, just go on Facebook marketplace and put in what you're looking for. You can say vintage specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd be surprised what people will put up there without realizing, you know, what they have. Yeah. Um, and then besides that, there's also obviously just regular garage sales. I, st- my husband and I have a rule that if we see a garage sale, we have to stop because it's just fun and yeah, fun to you never know around. what you're going to find. You never know what you're going to find. I found some really great clothing. You like, you would be surprised how many good, like I couture, like good stuff. People will just be like, I just don't have the time or energy to put this on eBay. Right. Right. Um, and then, um, the last piece would be, oh, I almost forgot. Cherish Cherish cherish.com is a cool, um, vintage, like dealer websites. So the vintage dealers will come on. You're probably going to pay a little bit more of a premium for this stuff, but Mm -hmm. you're going to find good stuff. And there are sometimes like certain dealers are just like trying to move a big item that they have and they don't have the room for it in their showroom. So they're putting it on a crazy discount and like you can just to get it out, get it. Yeah. Get it for nothing. You know, like cherish is just basically, it's like a, it's like an online marketplace for vintage stuff. So it's like, think of it as like a big vintage store. Um, But then vintage stores, just start, just start picking. I call it picking. You just go in, you look around, you buy yeah. it. Easy. But estate sales are so much easier than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like they're daunting, but like, I'm they, trying to, I want to get into it. And I just like want to explore it. Cause I think they're so cool, but so easy. And you basically just go, you walk around, you pick up the things you like, you can go to the front say like, can I start a little pile here? You put your stuff down. Some of them are a little more cutthroat. Like you have to like, make sure you don't put something down because next thing you know, someone's going to try to buy it from. Apple right. Um, 
but they're great. Like I've gotten so many like Christmas decorations from estate sales. Like even if it's not vintage, it could be brand new. They're just like, yeah. they're moving or they've passed away. Like I said, and it's, you know, I don't know. I think there's a beautiful story to be told in old items and items that people have loved and used for so long. And I also think it's great to, you know, for the sustainability piece, because it's, we can get so caught up in like our culture's like obsessive obsession with consumerism. You know, I'm mm-hmm. also guilty as charged there, but yeah. wherever I can, as a person who created a, a consumer good, <laughs> I, but we're supposed to pass ours on. So it's kind of sustainable. Yeah. There Keep you it go. Alive through the loop. Um, but I think whenever possible, you know, spending your money and your energy in things that are already used, um, I think is a beautiful thing because, you know, keeps the life alive. Yeah. Very cool. Well, this was amazing. I am internally fangirling. (laughs) Um, if you, can you just kind of tell everyone listening, like where they can find little words project, how they can support you, yeah, you can um, find Little Words Project on our website, littlewordsproject.com. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Little Words Project, and you can find me at Adriana Carrig on Instagram. Um, we have a lot of incredible projects we're working on, incredible partnerships we've got coming up. Um, I think I'm personally going to be launching a vlog with Bill so we can have a little more behind the scenes access to just what this life is like building a business with your husband, but also raising a family and all the other myriad of things that we have that we're thinking about and that we're crazy enough to keep trying (laughs) on. Um, But, you know, I think more, most importantly, you know, I just want to leave your audience with this have try to have as much fun as you possibly can in whatever it is that you're doing on you know any given day because life can get really hard and really ugly and you know the only thing you can do is enjoy every single minute as you have them and you know remind yourself when you start to forget that it's okay to have fun even in the difficulty because yeah you know it might have been hard building this business for the past eight years but it's also flown by. And there are times that I miss those days of like sweating in the no AC first office warehouse in Hoboken. Right. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, you, you, you don't get to do that as much. So have fun when it's, when it's fun and when it's not fun, try to find the fun, (laughs) find the fun. I like that. That's awesome. Um, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, no one knows anything at no one knows underscore pod. Um, I'm going to post a little teaser for Adriana's episode. If you haven't already looked at it, it's going to be over there. And thanks for coming back for another episode. And I will talk to you again next week. <laughs>